Hi everybody, Rob from the Hooked On podcast, How To Be Great here. Look, we enjoy doing what we do, for the love of it, it's wrestling, enjoy it, remember? But if you do feel like dropping us a few quid to help us out, be our guest. We don't expect it, but we will appreciate it. Thanks ever so much for your support. Don't forget, it's wrestling, enjoy it. just one thing of you how do you be great do you be great by throwing the greatest drop kick that's ever been seen do you be great by reaching up and pulling something down from high above and claiming the prize is yours or are you great by sitting around on a Tuesday night and yakking about wrestling for an hour or so we choose the latter others may choose the others but that is up to them it's all about opinions and we've got plenty of you coming up in the next little while tonight's topic is a cracker we cannot wait to start it but first of all i do need to introduce you to my old mate showbiz paul benson how you doing paul hi rob oh sorry i'm a bit sorry i was a bit late there sorry about that i was uh, <laughs> just 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 on just on my way back from barnard castle <laughs> oh very good very good Top oh, i know i, I was know. Li- i was li- literally literally just about to uh Start everything all over again. You can't there. I was, uh, <laughs> I was wondering how long I, I could leave. Fine. it. Hello, of... everybody. How's yeah. everyone going? Okay. I should point out that uh, when we did the podcast last week, Paul did say to me, "No, no references of lockdown. Everyone's had enough of that. No COVID references. No lockdown references. Everyone's had enough. <laughs> but because he's the because he's the boss, it's a bit like when when Vi- when Vince says the word wrestling, but no one else can. That's what that is." <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it in there since it's occupied our waking thoughts for the last 24 hours. But that's the last one we'll hear. If there is not someone, on, if there indeed is a UK independent scene by the end of the year, um, I, I, by that I mean people are back to resting uh, matches, but if there is not someone on the UK independent scene called Bernard Castle <laughs> by the end of the year... <laughs> That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? There'll definitely be a. Ho- I, bet there, I bet there's a horse. I bet there's a horse called that. Say, Let's hope the, so. Uh, in the horse racing ranks. Anyway, should we talk about some uh, some actual wrestling? Some uh, some far more important things than the people that are running the country lying to us. We'll get on to uh, bigger and better things, which are the things that are great about wrestling. And there are so many things that are great. We have talked about several. I referred to or earlier on to the best drop kick ever. I referred to the best ladder match performer. Uh, in a minute, we're going to find out who was the winner of last week's poll, which was all about the best opening two seconds of theme music. And then today, we've got a belting WrestleMania topic in mind. But just before we do, we want to just say hello to everybody that is joining us perhaps for the first time. We are Paul Benson and Rob McNichol. We are Hooked on Wrestling. And we've got a very exciting new project, which is newish um, anyway, but certainly new to us, and we're really enjoying it, which is hookedonwrestling.co.uk. As an organisation, we've been around for several years now in lots of different guises, from magazines to live event parties, which really are our bread and butter. But while that's a little bit hiatus, we have launched a new website. And Paul, without patting ourselves on the back too much, 
it's going from strength to strength. Every day is record breaking at the moment. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. We had, as as with the uh, vast majority of the internet, we had a lull for Bank Holiday weekend. But uh, well, I say Bank Holiday weekend. The Saturday of Bank Holiday weekend was by far the biggest day we've ever had. And it just, you look at the trend, and it's going up and up and up and up, which is really exciting. Bloody hard work. Though. I had no idea how much work we're going to starting a wrestling news and uh, features website, but thankfully people are responding, so it makes it worthwhile. Fantastic. It did help about three days into the website's existence. You've been called back off of your furlough. That helped. Yeah, timing's uh, everything. Yes, indeed. But uh, if you haven't seen it yet, hookedonwrestling.co.uk. As Paul says, um, news, opinion, features. We're not in reinventing the wheel here, chaps. You would have seen uh, wrestling websites that are similar, but we're doing it in our own hooked on way with a little bit of a smile, a little bit of a wink. Uh, a very much a big nod to our mantra which is it's wrestling enjoy it so it's all about fun there's lots of things in there which we think you might not really have seen before whether that is uh, the way that our uh, reviews are pre- presented whether it's a bit of poetry whether it's some uh, some topics that you don't necessarily see talked about um, we're having a go to make it a bit different for you so we'll, we'll leave it there we'll let you judge for yourself you can go and have a look hookedonwrestling.co.uk um, is the place it's also the place you can go to vote uh, on these podcast topics. Now, at the end of the show, we will have come up with uh, a new five-topic list or five-finalist list that you can go and vote on, and you can vote at hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote. That is what people did last week for the topic of the best opening two seconds of wrestlers' entrance music. Paul is going to tell... I genuinely don't know who won. I can tell you what the five was from last week. But Paul is going to talk us through who the five finalists were and indeed with the winner of that poll. Over to you, Paul. Let me ask you... What we've not done for the last few weeks, Rob, is ask, ask you to make a guess. What would your guess be? So our five... Uh, our five in alphabetical order, I believe, our five were Brock Lesnar, Legion of Doom, Sto- uh, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. Okay, they were our five. Who, which order would you put them in, in your opinion, or in your in your estimate of people's opinions, should I say? I was just I yeah. was just going to say not not what, not what I would say, but what I think people would yes. say. Well, I think um, first of all, I think that I love the LO, I love both LOD and Brock, as people would have heard on last week's podcast. So I, I really went to yeah. town, uh, certainly for Brock and for, for LOD. But I think I think Brock will come fifth because I think people don't like Brock Lesnar. Nothing to do with his music but I think people don't like Brock Lesnar. I think LOD will miss out because I think some people will vote that are just... LOD are one of those acts where people are familiar with them. They get referenced. Um, that you know People will talk about great tag teams like, but they're almost started to go the way of people such as uh, a Harley race or someone like that who get talked about a lot, but you don't see them so much, partly because Harley's not you know, been so good. But I'm saying that... Um, do you know what I mean? Is that they're not yeah, featured. Yeah, exactly There's certain right, people yeah. you see, you see them all the time, so they're in your mind's eye. But um, because of you know LOD, you've not seen you know hide nor air of them. I think people will have um, it's gone out of their brain a little bit, you know. So I think they'll be. So I would say from the bottom up, Brock five, LOD four. I'd say Rock three because I think Austin and Taker to me are the, the absolute be all end all, and I think Austin will just sneak sneak it. So I'd go Austin one, Taker two, Rock. LOD Brock. Okay. Well, you got the number one right. The winner, with a smidgen over 50% of the votes, was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But then it all. 50%? That's a, that's a lot, isn't he it? He won. Of a five-way five battle. Yeah, he got, he got a lot battle. of the votes. And I suppose 
it is the most iconic it's a very easy one to go for isn't it it's a very easy e- especially when you know it's not the, the, the most easy of topics to wrap your heads around it's it's the one that everyone knows it's the glass breaking it's, it's the one but The Undertaker um, actually came joint last you are I kidding. am not he and Brock Lesnar came exactly joint last with less than 5% of the vote between them um, third was the Legion of Doom and second was The Rock wow yeah. okay yeah. I mean that surprises me but you know I have not been actually I've got two out of the three winners right so far I didn't I didn't call Mr. Perfect winning best dropkick but You've I did call couple. Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy being best ladder match performer but yeah getting that top five would have been uh, a tricky way of doing it it's um, anyway great that's, that's the whole point of this isn't it um, so let's publish those uh results are now on our social media and I'm sure it will start a new topic a new debate about how did you possibly come up with that blah 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 and anyway that's part of the fun and part of the whole point of this to uh, to generate some discussion and have some fun with it along the way so there you, there have you it. go that is, the, that is the way that we do things here we're going to um, spend the next hour or so trying to come up with a top five of today's topic and then it will go to the vote so once we get to the end in fact by the time you're listening to this now uh, the vote will almost certainly be live on the website hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote it is our job to nail it down to five possible contenders and last week we found that very in fact all all the weeks we found it quite difficult but the first couple uh, we were sort of six or seven shortlist weren't we and we only had to get rid of yes. one or two to get it down to five last week trying to get it down to five was horrendous Let's see how it's going to go today. I have a feeling it's going to be quite tricky. I think we're going to have a situation where, again, two or three of our top five are going to be easy to pick, and the last couple are going to be very, very difficult. We shall see. Anyway, let's introduce our topic today, and it's quite uh, it's quite a complex one on the sound of it, but once you get into it, you'll see that it's going to be a very fun debate. What we are asking today is, what is the best ever WrestleMania if you could only take the best two matches from each show. So you may well think the best WrestleMania is WrestleMania such and such, but if you take away eight of its ten matches and leave it just with two, how does that compare against a different mania? Are there really bad WrestleManias, but that do have two good matches, and that elevates them in a different way? We shall see. Now there's lots of criteria that we could go through for this. Um, obviously there's the chat about how good individual matches are just as in-ring spectacles but also how satisfying were they i.e. the payoff the the, uh, the winner the way that the finish came about what about audience reaction that's probably the most important thing of all isn't it if you can get an audience to cheer and boo on demand surely that's the most important thing that's what wrestling's all about to a lesser degree we'll look at the build-ups and the aftermaths but it's probably more like a tie-break situation, I would think. We need to try and t- look at these in a bit of a vacuum. But I think if we come down to it and we are really struggling to break them up, we might look at context as, as a little bit more king. Uh, Paul, I can't wait to get into this topic. It's, it's gonna yeah, be I think this one's my favourite so far, actually. So, you, like you said, you've got such a v- wide variety of WrestleManias and why they were good. Some are just solid cards all the way through without a standout. Some are propped up by just one match. Will that hurt them? Or is that match so good that you know you could put Steve Blackman against Al Snow in number two and it still make the cut? We're going to find out. But we did put a, we did put before you know we discussed beforehand a few little bits and pieces, didn't we, about how we're going to come to this decision? And um, I think the main one, the most important thing for me anyway, is is 
that we, you and I aren't going to be beholden to choose the same matches, are we? We don't have to debate what the best two no. matches are and then debate the WrestleMania. I think if you and I have different opinions of what those two matches are in a given WrestleMania card, that's fine. Yeah, we are not absolutely... We are not. We, when we present this as uh, as a vote, you're, you're voting on the Manias as opposed to the, the two matches. But I think we, we will try and come to a consensus because I think when we put the, the five up, you know, you'd kind of want it to say WrestleMania... You know, number whatever brackets, and then the two matches yeah. we're talking about. If we, if we, if we can, but I don't think it's necessarily the most important thing because I think you might argue that partly, if we can't decide between those two matches or between two or three matches, is that for or against the WrestleMania? Because if they don't stand out enough, maybe they're not good enough. You know, there is a, there's a chat about that as well. So there's lots of things to cover. Uh, we'll worry about that when we get to the the very end. We should say that we put this question out uh, on our social media channels. Um, not long ago or over the last couple of days and we've had lots of responses and um, we'll try and name check a few of you that have uh, got in touch and, and put your opinion across and it was great to see almost from the very very start a huge variety of suggestions not just what we don't want is everybody saying the same one because it means we've picked the topic quite like, there's a few there's a few topics if we if we did who, what is the best ever such and such you know that everybody would say the same thing and it doesn't really make it a, a, a debate this though is going to be uh, a nice debate and thank you to everybody that's got in touch we won't be able to get through everybody and give you a mention but we'll certainly try and mention a few and we have a little bit of a rule here um, that we're not uh, allowed to place into the top five anyone that's not been suggested by someone so we can't just have our own opinion uh, and bring it out of the clear blue sky if no one has suggested it. Fortunately, I think the uh, the variety of suggestions were so varied that I don't think that's an issue that we have today. No. But uh, it does. That's a good indicator once again of the amount of different things that people have chosen. Okay, this is a, a fairly easy one of, uh, for us to to go through. I think Paul, in the sense that sometimes we're a little bit esoteric about where we start, where we finish, who do we go to next. But we have a chronological list of WrestleManias that we may as well work our way through and I think it's going to be interesting to look at the different eras of Wrestlemania and how much focus goes on to matches and how much focus goes on to story and I think that those things are not necessarily completely uh, separate but also not necessarily the same thing in terms of our judgement so would you agree with me that the best place to start here is essentially Wrestlemania 3 would you argue, would you be happy with the idea that WrestleManias one and two do not really have sufficient match quality for us to get into too much depth? Or perhaps you would, perhaps you disagree um, with me. I definitely see where you're coming from, and I would certainly discount WrestleMania one on that basis. But I might, I might not be as tempted to just throw WrestleMania two under the bus in quite the same way. Um, it's not going to make the top five, but there are a couple of good encounters on there that I think deserve at least a passing judgment. Um, have you, you know, when, first of all, when was the last time you saw WrestleMania 2? I've only seen it once, I must say. Oh, I've seen the bundles of times because I had a bit of, I didn't do it this year, but I had for years and years and years, I had a bit of a ritual where I'd watch all the Raw Rumbles in January and I'd watch all the WrestleManias in March, basically. Right. Um, one of the beauties of being uh, self, I sort of fell away from it for a few years when I was there. Uh, working uh, for a, a football club but when I was self-employed it was certainly something you could just go away and do a lot, a lot of years when I was doing my work and I could put Wrestlemania's on in the background 
Um, so I know I have seen it several Fine. times. Well, look, like I say, I'm not saying it's going to be a contender, but I just remember when I watched it, the one time I did, I remember the British Bulldogs against the Dream Team really stood out to me as a terrific little match. And I also really enjoy the Battle Royal. I think it's one of the better Battle Royals um, with the WF against the NFL guys in terms of story and finish and whatever else. So like I say, I don't want to dwell on it. I just want to acknowledge it. Well, I, will, I ought to say actually that uh, Dan Ray was someone that got in touch with us on the, on this front, and he meant, he referenced WrestleMania two. Um, his two matches, indeed, that he mentioned were the Bulldogs and the Dream Team and Hogan uh, versus Bundy. Right. They were the they were the two they were the two that he said. Again, I don't think we're going to seriously talk about that as a contender. Uh, sorry, Dan. It's just yeah. it is. It's, uh, it's our podcast, and we're sticking to it. But thank you for uh, getting in touch. Um, so it is, you know, it is worth a, a mention of a couple of those matches, and I think. Um, something I will say is if you take nothing else out of this podcast and so if you agree or disagree with our opinions there might be a few matches here that you've not heard of before I'm not bigging us up as being some wrestling oracles but there, there are people amongst us that you follow a certain era or you go from whenever you started watching and then onwards and don't dig into history too much there might be a few matches that we mention here that you might go oh excuse me that's worth a watch and actually I think Bulldog Dream, Bulldogs vs Dream Team is one of those and uh, the long-term listeners to the podcast may remember that on the old Hooked On podcast, we used to do a feature um, called WrestleMania Mixtape. did. Uh, in which, and the, the idea of WrestleMania Mixtape was that for each WrestleMania, I would pitch a match, Paul would pitch a match, and then we would have whoever our guest was on the podcast that week to choose which went onto a fictional WrestleMania Mixtape. That is to say, if someone had never watched wrestle, wrestling before, but you had to give them one match from every show... Uh, which one would you give them? That was a different topic of conversation to this. We weren't always talking about best. Sometimes we were talking about most representative of the era, uh, most significant. There was there's some nuances to that. But certainly a, a fun thing is if you want to go back and listen to some of our old pods, uh, WrestleMania mixtape was something that was a lot of fun to do. Maybe I should clip those up one day and put out a little well, best of, and we could we could go go through the old WrestleMania mixtapes. Might be fun, might it? It can take me a long time, but uh, we'll see how much we'll see how much longer we're locked in, whether or yeah, not I get, get, get around fair to doing point. that. Okay, but but we need to talk about WrestleMania three because I think it's going to set our stall out a little. Because um, I, I, I think you'd agree with me that the, the two matches we're talking about here are Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I mean, there's no 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 no, no, that, no not at all. And I think what we're going to talk here, folks, is. There were probably matches on AEW Dynamite and Monday Night Raw and MLW and NWA Power and Not every TV on Impact. Every, well, no, no, <laughs> I'm Impact kidding. Was, I'm teasing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, like, you know I like Impact. But, you know, there's probably a match on every single one of those shows last week that was technically a better match than Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. We're not saying they're two of the greatest of all time in terms of their wrestling, but they are in terms of being icons. And WrestleMania 3 is often looked at as a huge, life-changing, career-changing night for Vince McMahon, anyway. And so that absolutely has to be talked about because it was successful. It had the finish that people wanted. The crowd are with that match throughout. They go mad when Hogan does the slam, even more when he wins. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know Hulkamania was already running by WrestleMania 3, but there's a lot to say that that was the the zenith of Hulkamania. It lit the touch paper in my eyes. Oops, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, um, it's it was the you know Hulkamania was going great guns in the wrestling world and beyond. You know, following WrestleMania 1 and everything. But to me, what WrestleMania 3 did 
to both Hulkamania and WrestleMania is it kind of set the foundations it meant that it wasn't a passing trend it wasn't a phase it, it set the stage for the next you know five six seven years and it was so crucial in that regard when you factor in that match and of course Steamboat versus Savage which it is in, it is incredible how well, well I mean I'm jumping the gun a little bit here but in the first let's say anyway six or seven Wrestlemanias you don't find that there are too many um, you know terrific wrestling matches apart from this one in, 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 when people talk about before it's time that's a little bit of an oversaid cliche but it's extraordinary how few similar matches there are to that for years and years and years down the line in WWF not just at WrestleMania but all over the place it is extraordinary and it does properly hold up oh, big time. move big for time. move you, if you saw that in the next NXT show move for move you'd go great match it's, it's still so yep. good no question about it it's fantastic um, and as, if we were doing a one match show obviously people still talk about it as the greatest Wrestlemania match of all time I'm not sure if it's there I, in fact it's not for me but it definitely holds you know when you talk when we talk about the difference between great matches and feeling that a wrestling ma- that a match gives you well for starters Savage Steamboat gives you both but secondly the contrast between that and Hogan and Andre is, is stark because Hogan and Andre you know there's not there's no there's no discernible skill in terms of you know can they perform a hurricane rana can they do a 360 splash obviously not but there's very rarely been too better, if at all, at listing a reaction from so little. And I've always banged the drum. Call me old school, call me an old footy-duddy, whatever you will, traditionalist, I don't care. There is more skill in doing what they did than doing a million flips and super kicks. Any day of the week, to hold, a, to hold a crowd, to hold an entire fan base in the palm of your hand simply with bare minimum movements in the ring is an absolute skill. Well, you need to look at how many people can do 360 degrees flat, you know, flips and flippity-pidoo-dars as they're, as they're affectionately known by Randy Orton and others, and how many can do what Hogan and Andre did. Very, 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 very few. Um, so to me, it's, it's a masterclass in, in what they're trying to do. So uh, as valid as anything that Meltzer would rate seven stars or five stars or six stars or whatever he ends the scale at nowadays. Well, uh, you, you were the one last week doing scales all over the place, so you're, you're a fine one to talk. Um, but uh, it's, I think there's a line in one of Mick Foley's books, isn't there, about uh, Undertaker does one dive a year, and that elicits more of a reaction than Tucker Michinoku doing one every night. Absolutely. So it's, a, it's all about timing, it's all about when you do things and whatever. Although you saying that about who does flips and who does super kicks it did cross my mind this week if we were doing the podcast the old way we used to and that was doing you know doing things that were topical we'd be having an argument about people dunking heads and riding horses right now and that's uh, that's <laughs> I love the horse not, love not the a, horse not a not a topic I was particularly fond of uh, talking about anyway moving swiftly on I think what we need to basically say is Wrestlemania 3 is going to be our sort of gatekeeper for this topic. sure so Wrestlemania 3 goes into one of our five slots at the moment and I think you know they sometimes say you know if you uh, if you finish above Manchester City next season you're probably going to win the league well if you finish above Wrestlemania 3 then you're probably going to be in the top five I think that's kind of our benchmark gatekeeper Wrestlemania and everyone that comes up from now will go is it better than Wrestlemania 3 
uh, is it more likely to get into the five than that? And if it doesn't, then we can uh, start to cast them aside. Um, I would say that uh, there's nothing on WrestleMania four that's uh, that's worth talking about. It's the uh, the one with the tournament. Uh, Macho Man winning at the end. I don't think there's any matches in there that uh, are even close to being um, greatest of Agreed. all time. We did have we did have a suggestion. Uh, I believe it was David Green um, who said WrestleMania five. He calls it a bit of a golden period, uh, and he says Rude versus Warrior and Hogan Savage is worthy of discussion. I don't know what you think about that. Um, well, this might be our first interesting differentiator then, because I've got five down as worth. A note. We'll mention them all. We should mention them all from here on in. There's something in everyone. But for five, I've definitely got the main event. I don't think there's any question of that. Hogan Savage is a great main event style match. My second one, by quite some margin actually, is probably the Brainbusters against Strike Force. Okay. Cracking, okay. cracking tag match. I was only taking it on what uh, uh, what David had mentioned. They were the the, the, the two that he pitched. Um. Listen, I, Hogan Hogan Savage is, is is good, and you know Savage is. You know when when the chat is about the greatest WrestleMania performers of all time, and naturally the people that come up are Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. You know if we ever did that greatest WrestleMania performers, you know you know Savage is going to be in your top five. When you start going through Savage matches, no question. The, the standard that that man had in his career generally, but at WrestleMania man alive what, what he could do I think my big issue really with, with Hogan Savage um, in, a, in, a, in a vacuum because again we're not really judging the mega powers getting Savage to the top of the year before and then the break up gradually through the year the SummerSlam match, the Saturday night main events we're not talking about the year long build are we, we're talking about the matches quite. themselves and I think if you look at it in isolation it's quite a straightforward Hogan match Okay. The, the formula is a Ho- is a Hogan match formula, and it's also one of the odd, a little bit of an oddity. If you look at Hulk Hogan, who is obviously the the key to the first nine years of WrestleMania, this is probably the only real WrestleMania match, as in a one on one. Forget the first one of all of his one on ones. This is about the only one where he wrestles someone smaller than him. Mm, yeah. No, I'm saying that you could argue that I'm not talking about you know. Well, actually, he's one inch and ten pounds bigger than Warrior. He probably is a little bit bigger than Warrior, but what I'm saying is that Warrior or Warrior and Slaughter and even Rocky, you wouldn't necessarily consider being smaller than Hogan, would you? They're, they're roughly yeah, exactly. on the par. They're in the same bracket, aren't they? Uh, whereas Savage, much smaller. And your, your normal dynamic, you would think, would be that Savage ought to be a babyface. You know, the little guy working on, from underneath against the big fella. Savage was obviously so good that he could get you hating him anyway. Yeah. But I just think I, I think there are better Hogan matches at WrestleMania than this one, um, because of the, the the nuances of the match of how you got excited through it. And we're going to mention the next one, I, I assume. Um, so I'm not sold on this on these two as being any anything. Certainly, I wouldn't have it above WrestleMania three that we've already mentioned, and I think there are going to be better to come. But I absolutely think it's um, it, it's 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 one of the better early WrestleManias. In fact, by the by the end of WrestleMania five, it was possibly the best WrestleMania to that point. Because although three has those two matches, it really only yeah, has those yeah, two yeah for sure. No, I agree. Let's let's just leave it there and, and move on with that one. WrestleMania six, um, Richard Housen was someone that mentioned. Uh, so there were lots of these people, lots of these WrestleManias that more than one person mentioned, but I just took someone at random a lot of the time. Uh, Richard Housen 
said WrestleMania 6, and he specifically referenced Hogan Warrior, but also Demolition beating the Colossal Connection to claim the tag team titles. I have to say I don't remember that match standing out in my mind as being a particular classic, but obviously he was a Demolition fan and is is, is fond of the uh, the victory there. Um, Hogan Warrior, I think, is, is one of the better... Uh, Hogan matches at WrestleMania, and I think it's partly, again, it's down to the the audience reaction, and the fact that it's one of Warriors, it's one of Warriors best matches against someone that isn't carrying him. Do you know what I mean? There's there's matches such as uh, sure had, ones he had with Ra- Randy Savage, but you wouldn't say Hogan was necessarily a classic mat wrestler. But these two managed to put on a far better match than I think really they ought to have done. Do you know what oh, I mean? 100%. Yeah, I think it's. Um... It was an, oh, well, obviously I wasn't watching at the time, but you, there's no way you'd expect a match like that out of these two. It was, it was remarkable. It was great, and it was it had it had great action for you know considering who was in it, and it also had brilliant you know it was brilliant sort of storytelling, feeling, passion, you know whatever consequences. Unquestionably one of the better WrestleMania main events, and I I would I would say it's above the one from the year prior. It's above Savage uh, Hogan for me. Agree. So I I, I'd, I agree. I'd, put it down as the best Wrestlemania main, main event up to that point and if we're only talking last matches um, it lasts for quite quite a few years as well actually is the best I would I would probably concur with that as well and I would say that I actually I like the match Hogan Warrior better than I do Hogan Andre um, oh easy, I think easy it's, a yeah. better, it's a better wrestling match and I think in terms of its audience reaction I think it's quite comparable um, but if we're trying to compare those, if we put those two on roughly the same level, the big issue is you then need to find a match that's equal to or better than Steamboat Savage, <laughs> and that ain't happening on WrestleMania there 6. There you go, exactly. It's not, it's not a contender for that reason. Demolition against uh, the, what they're called, the Colossal Connection. Colossal fun. Connection. Lots of fun. Um, yeah, fun. Great, yeah. great babyface turn at the end from Andre. Um, and demolition were you know, really interesting in that it worked as small underdogs in the match. So it's a very interesting match, very fun, um, great pop from the crowd, amazing reaction for that massive stadium. But it's it's not troubling any best of all time list, I'm afraid. So no, this 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 one gets dumped in the bin. Well, I think something we need to bring up here, given that this is six, we're about to go on to seven, and it's maybe a bit of an elephant in the room that we haven't um, assessed yet. Are we including angles as part of the match? So if we're talking about demolition versus the colossal connection, is the Andre turn oh, part of For me, of it? definitely. For me, from if, I agree. if there's a match, I agree. It, you include everything from the moment those competitors come from the back, come through the curtain, to the minute they leave. I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. And there's a, there's a major reason why I'm mentioning that, is because WrestleMania 7... Ah yes, of I course, of course, yeah. I think if we were doing one day, we may well do this as a uh, as a podcast in the future, which is best ever non wrestling WrestleMania moments, as in not the matches but the actual moments. So whether that's you know Piper doing the the pit with Morton Downey Jr. or or you know Eugene wrestling, you know being saved by Hogan or whatever it might be. Um, there's lots of different things that happen at WrestleMania that aren't exactly part of the match. And I think the reuniting of the Macho Man and Elizabeth is a genuinely wonderful moment. I know it's laid on thick. I know all the cuts to the women in the crowd, you know, crying and whatever is, you know, you know, a little bit over the top. But I genuinely think it's a lovely moment. And I think it's the culmination of a story between, not culmination, because 
clearly they went on to have the wedding yeah. and so forth but it's a high point of a story that's been going for at that point what four or five years because Savage was always um, even when he was a baby face she was always so subordinate to him and then obviously they split she goes her own way Savage is with Sherry all these different things start happening but to me there is one particular moment clearly what we're talking about is the the end of Savage versus Warrior Warrior is one Savage we think is retiring um, reunited with Liz in the ring and I think it's the one moment which is when she sits on the ropes and he moves her oh, and then he goes and he lifts the rope up it right. is yeah. I still get goosebumps and you can call me a sentimental old duffer I will if you're and so to this. am I well, I was talking to the listener, and they might think I'm being overly sentimental, but I still genuinely love that moment. I think it's extraordinary. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, uh, so with WrestleMania Seven, though, what what's next on the list? I've got one. Yeah, that's the trouble. Well, okay, I've got one that's actually an exceptional match, um, and I definitely, you know, if we're, if we're saying WrestleMania Five is on our list. Um, and WrestleMania 3 well sorry we're saying WrestleMania 3 is definitely on this this to me would be the second one that goes on the first pencil outline um, the Rockers against Haku and the Barbarian the opening match yeah it is a good match brilliant match brilliant it is, match it is, it is, it is a good match um, and I would say that Savage versus Warrior is, is, an o, is I think it's an okay match I don't think it's a great match I think it's possibly Warrior's best ever mm. match and Savage is a genius and the story is exceptional yep. I'm not crazy about Warrior just kicking out of 746 elbows, but um, that kind of was the thing of the era, wasn't it? It's hard for me to slag off non-selling of moves because, well, Hogan did it for 10 years and was the biggest star in the world, so it's kind of hard to to push that as a a negative. Um, I just think that if you go the overall standard quality of um, Savage and Warrior, it's saved by the post-match. It's still a good match, but it's saved in terms of being a great moment by the post-match. And I think the fact that you have to sort of scrabble around, and I don't think when people are doing the greatest mania matches chat that Rockers versus Haku and the Barbarian often comes up. You're right in the sense that it's the second, or maybe even the... Actually, it's probably the best match on this show. Oh, God, no, no, no. I don't don't think so. I think Warrior Savage is is better, a lot better for me. But It's certainly better in terms of its story and its... It's certainly better in terms of its story and reaction. In terms of an actual wrestling match, I think the Rockers match is better. But um, certainly the number one. If we were doing the number one match to take out of WrestleMania Seven, it's it's you know it's Warrior, it's Warrior yeah. Savage. Um, I just I don't think there's enough between the two of them to say, you know, uh, is Warrior Savage better than Hogan Andre? Yes. I. Do you yeah, think so? By, by just totality. Yeah, by a margin. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. <sighs> See, I think for the emotion, for the emotion, the crowd, the slam and the leg drop, I think Hogan Andre. I think they're similar. I think they're on similar levels. I don't think they're. I think it's hard to tell one from the other. But so the, you then go, is the Rockers and Haku and Barbarian on the same level as Steamboat? Not quite clearly not. And, and and it's not. So I think this is the fairest way. Do you know what I mean? Of just trying to knuckle down and trying to work out what's yeah. what. So I, I think I think we've got WrestleManias five, six, and seven all in a similar sort of. They're okay, and there's a match or two okay in there, but I don't think any of them match up to three yet. This is the beauty of the the two match show. Do you know what I'm saying? You could argue that that's better than that, and that's better than that. But can you put them ahead of two things? I don't think you can. Not so far, no, anyway. No, agreed. WrestleMania eight. I think WrestleMania eight brings us our best two wrestling matches so far in terms of a, a duo of quote unquote wrestling matches. But obviously, we are factoring in other things in this. 
would you agree with me that WrestleMania 8, we have to lead with um, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper and Randy Savage versus Rick? Oh, of course. Of course. It, to me, this is this was my first ever WrestleMania. Uh, a huge sentimental favourite. You know, I, I like... Uh, you're not allowed to do not No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm coming around to a point. I'm coming around to a point. And I, 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 at the time, I remember really enjoying WrestleManias that had a lot of filler on. You know, nowadays you wouldn't accept this. You know, this year being an exception, but you wouldn't accept Owen Hart versus Skinner on a WrestleMania, would you? But for me, it was charming at the time. But when you strip it back, the quality isn't high on this card at all. But those two matches stand far and away ahead of everything else. They're two brilliant, brilliant WrestleMania matches, both in terms of execution and story and atmosphere. So, yeah, I think you know, to to me. Put simply, this is this is top of the list so far. I think it's certainly comparable. I think it's certainly comparable. I, I think that uh, I think Savage Steamboat is a mark above both of these two matches. Agreed. But the Hogan Andre thing becomes its own topic of conversation because it's not necessarily about the match; it's about the audience reactions. I think this is definitely the best pair of wrestling matches so far, um, and I think certainly we need to put this on our on our. I think this is the first time the 5, 6 and 7 we've gone yeah maybe but I know what's coming in the future and I know that they're going to beat yep. them this is one I think is genuine, genuinely in the conversation agreed I think if you remember last week you started to make notes and by the end we uh, we went through all of the ones that made your shortlist which ended up being about 15 long yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, think we're going exactly. to have a 15, 15 name shortlist this time but I think that of the 8 that we've gone through so far I think 3 and 8 go onto the list uh, agreed a little sidebar WrestleMania chat here is that um, from this point, well, from WrestleMania 9 onwards for a few years, uh, Undertaker will be landed with a whole bunch of massive stiffs that he had to get through before we started worrying about his streak. However, his, fir- well, his first WrestleMania was against Snooker, who, while an all-time great in his own right, was plenty over the hill by the time it came to WrestleMania 7. So it was just a case of Undertaker beating someone with a bit of credence. But when you think about it, Undertaker, Jake Roberts, really could have been so much more, couldn't it? But the problem was was that Undertaker's character was so restricted at this point to essentially being a zombie that wasn't allowed to show any wrestling skill. You would, it would be interesting to if you could transplant mid two thousand, well, early two thousand and tens. You know, so the Undertaker of WrestleMania 25, let's say, to the Jake Roberts of WrestleMania 8. Crikey, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be incredible. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. But um, yeah, and it was this was this was a squash, wasn't it? Here, but I think the, the other yeah. the other key thing to remember is yes, that Undertaker character was very one-dimensional by design, but also that feud was not designed to do anything other than get him over as a babyface. It was a squash by design. You know that Undertaker had been a babyface for literally six weeks. At that yeah, point, not much, um, yeah. you know, by pulling the chair away from Jake in the backstage of Saturday Night's main event, six weeks. So this was the this was the, I, I dare say it was the first TV match with the Undertaker as a babyface. I'm sure I'm wrong on that. It was certainly the first pay per view match, um, and it was designed to put over that guy as as a babyface character and show how his mannerisms as a heel could translate to being a babyface. So the, Jake was a sacrificial lamb. So 
that was to me the bigger reason why that match was was what it was. But you're you're unquestionably right. If you're doing dream matches across eras, yeah, yeah, late late career Undertaker against 1991, 92 Jake the Snake. By God, what a what a match that'd be. Eh? It's fun, isn't it? And it's just the reason I bring it up is that clearly, once we get into uh, WrestleMania's post uh, sort of 17 or so we're going to start bringing up Undertaker a lot. And it's interesting that 10 years before he was having great WrestleMania matches, when he was younger and fitter and all these kind of things, he wasn't allowed to because of the restrictions of his character. It's just, a, no. I just think it's a curious, I'm not, not, I'm not knocking the booking. They did the right thing here. It did give him credibility winning over, you know, a legend. I think it's just an interesting quirky point. By the way, what I will say is that, um, I think we came quite close to that match actually in later years to me and I've said this I don't know if we've discussed this before but I've certainly had this discussion in the past CM Punk when he took on Undertaker at WrestleMania 29 those last few months of CM Punk's um, heel turn before he disappeared after this WrestleMania match in fact very very Jake Robert Jake Roberts mm. influenced um, you know the way I think his character when, whenever Punk was a heel whenever Punk was a heel there were definitely parts of Jake in him unquestionably and I, I think that was what we saw there was incredibly close to what you're talking about I mean I don't I don't think Jake Roberts it was, was straight edge by choice I think uh, things <laughs> happened to him I think things happened to him later on in his life yeah maybe um, sorry that's, that's, a, that's a cruel dig I'm, I'm very pleased that Jake is there back involved in the wrestling business and working with AEW and it's a, a very cool thing indeed that, uh, that Jake is uh, back on the back on the team as it were um, not someone I've ever met or interviewed I have to <laughs> say but uh, certainly into, yeah we've done your yeah, Jake story yeah we're not story. doing People that again we're not doing that again pa- past episodes for Paul's Jake, Jake the Snake story any, but, uh, any you past episodes well you can text him you can text him and ask him uh, but uh, yeah I think it's just someone that you always want you're pulling for that you want to be uh, want to be doing well um but yes, I think CM Punk's straight edge society in particular, the, the the preachiness of him, you know, just the, the way he tried to get inside your mind. You remember Jake's trust, trust me. Yeah. That was his thing, yeah. wasn't it? Very understated catchphrase of trust me. And it was, uh, God, I love Jake. Uh, it's just, as a talker, if, someone, if you've said, no, you're not allowed to watch any matches, you can just watch characters talking. Oh, man alive, Jake. The Hell State. yeah. Hell yeah. What a genius. What a genius. Right, okay. WrestleMania 8 goes in the chat. I don't think WrestleMania 9 does. In fact, what on earth would we pick as the best two matches of WrestleMania 9? Probably the first two. Well, I've written this down. Yeah, yeah. It, well, was the Steiner's Head Shrinkers number two, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah. two. There's no, there's, you know, and they're good matches, but nothing great by any stretch. Um, but they're massive trial yeah, again, nothing else. Yeah, nothing ahead of, say... You know, the, the 2008 backlash no, or something. Exa- you know what I mean? Exactly, just... exactly. But no, we're not wasting our breath on this one because it's as much as I think it's um, not anywhere near as bad as people make out. It's it's a substance over style WrestleMania, and um, it, it doesn't. Yeah, there's nothing there. Oh, I think I I think it's as bad. As <laughs> Fair enough. I think there's very 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 little going for this WrestleMania. Well, whatsoever. when I say I, I think it's underrated, I mean it's probably the fourth worst ever rather than the worst ever. So it's a it's yeah, a low bar. Well, yeah. There are certainly and we've been through them already. There are certainly two or three of the early WrestleManias are crap yes, and 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 do not hold up. And that's not a young people not appreciating older things. They are crap. 
and this is crap. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, there's been a couple of modern WrestleManias that have been crap. Yeah, we are, true, we are not, true. Uh, uh, we are not distinguishing via eras and age, but uh, WrestleMania 9 is not a good one. Right, WrestleMania 10. Um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm a real big fan of the Earthquake Adam Bomb match, um, but I'm struggling to think of a second one. Well, wasn't it the uh, what was the match that was cancelled? Was it I- IRS? Mate, the, the best match that never happened. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, you know, all those guys. So was, oh, there was obviously there was um, Doink and Dink versus Bam Bam. And yeah, Luna. pretty good, pretty good. There was that that opener wasn't bad either, was it? The um, mm. Owen Hart Bret Hart one that wasn't too bad. I've got a. Uh, <laughs> I once said, um, Bedil and Skinner. There's my football first football reference from Matt Barber. Bedil and Skinner on fantasy football once did a thing about what they called football Tourette's, which is when you hear someone say something about a footballer and you can't help but uh, say something in response to it. And I always, whenever someone says Bam Bam and Luna, I always want to go a what bamboo. <laughs> I just, uh, that's my, that's my wrestling Tourette's. <laughs> anyway, okay. that's, that's just, just, an, just, just an aside. Bam Bam and Luna are what bamboo. Great. Uh, but uh, I think we probably ought to go into WrestleMania 10 and talk Bret Hart and Owen Hart and Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. I don't know how much we ought to give this in terms of time because it's just so definitely, definitely, definitely in this conversation. I, I was going to say, it's almost diametrically opposite to WrestleMania 9 in that it's so obviously in the top five and so obviously the best we've come across so far and so obviously a pair of all-time classic matches. What can you say? I think part of this chat is going to be, because we're going to get to a couple of WrestleManias at some point, where the best match of that WrestleMania is one of the greatest matches of all time, but the second best match of that WrestleMania is a long, 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 long way behind it. Yeah. And so that's going to dis- that's going to discount them. This is one of those ones where I think if we were doing greatest WrestleMania match of all time, which by the way we probably will do in the future, guys. Sure. But it's a bit of an obvious topic to do. We may do it around next year's WrestleMania. We may do it around the year after's WrestleMania. It probably will be something we get to in the end. Um. But if we were talking greatest ever WrestleMania matches, and say we had a top 20, you know, I'm, I'm broadening it out quite mm. a lot. I think without a shadow of a doubt, both of these matches would make the top 20. And I think there's a very fair, fair chance that both of them would make the top 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. For, 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 that re- for that, I mean, there have been a lot of very, very, very good WrestleMania matches, so it's not a definite they would make the top 10. But... You know, I think they are without a doubt. Again, let's do, let's do it in comparison to ones we've done before. In comparison to WrestleMania Eight, you know, I think, you know, if, you, if you're comparing apples to apples, I think Brett Owen is better than Brett Piper. Yep. And I think that HBK Razor is better than Savage Flair. There we go. You know, if you do it that way, do you know what I mean? If you just if you take the do you remember when you used to do quadratic equations as a kid? If you did the Brett to Brett thing and cancel it out, you know that is. You know, if, if, even if you said those things were the same, you look at the other ones. I think both of those matches are better than both of the matches at WrestleMania Eight. So, to me, I think number ten walks into this list, cruises into this list on the bridle, and doesn't even look around at what's around it. I think it's easily the best choice so far, and I think it will be the best choice for a long, long, long time to come. No argument from me, my friend. Yeah, I don't think we need to do absolutely tons in terms of the matches themselves but I think it's an interesting thing to note is that uh, both that and Wrestlemania 8 um, 
we're not talking we're not going anywhere near the main event it's interesting how yeah, great true, matches true. in in some years in the future we're going to go well the main event and one other but so far obviously three is Hogan Andre but you know with these two that have got themselves into the contention eight and ten we've not gone near Hogan versus Sid and we've not gone near Brett versus Yoko because they're just not even in the equation are they as, as great a moment as it is Brett winning his title back you, you, that is a great moment and the, the, the crowd you know, the, the baby faces filling the ring and celebrating with him you know wonderful moment but the match is nowhere near enough to elevate no, it is it no no no, no. Not, not even, even close. close so moving on and you know I, yeah although the uh, I do think it's a better Brett Yoko match than the, uh, the one the year before but that's uh, not no. hard to do uh, okay, we move on to um, WrestleMania. I will say that my list um, of topics to talk about here is largely blank for the next four or five WrestleManias. I think now most of them are sort of all right-ish manias, but I think there's a very much a dearth of great wrestling matches over the next four or five WrestleManias. Ah, uh, yeah, I almost drew a line through this one, but just just purely so I wasn't caught on the hop, I picked a couple and I went with them. Um... Jeff Jarrett against Razor Ramon and Lawrence Taylor against Bam Bam Bigelow, but I'm not sure. I'm not even going to attempt to make any semblance of an argument for this one. No, I think I think another day we might do something about best celebrity wrestling match or best one-off wrestling match, and I think that LT will be in that argument. Definitely, yeah, absolutely I he, right. I think he did a brilliant job, and obviously Bam Bam terrific. Um, Bam Bam and LT, or what Bam Boot? No, doesn't quite. Let's work. not go there. Um, no. But uh, I do think that um, I do think that Sean versus Ray, uh, Sean versus Diesel is a good yeah, match. Yeah, it is. It is a good match. You know, it's it's not necessarily a. Uh, it, it kind of doesn't work the right way. The Sean Falls finish is very strange. It does feel like it's a bit one-sided. And of course, if you listen to Bruce Pritchard, you know this is the famous story about Vince realizing that Sean had babyface potential after this. And indeed, was it the following Correct. night? I think it was when yeah. they did the, uh, the the thing with Sid. Um, and so that changed history that that match I think when we did our um, uh, Wrestlemania mixtape I think I went to bat for that match for, for that reason um, or maybe I didn't but I certainly would now but it's no all three of those matches are nowhere in the conversation are they for, for matches that need to be no, up to the standard of what we're talking close. about here uh, Wrestlemania 12 and indeed I would say Wrestlemania 12 I will. I'll come right out and say I think Bret Hart against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 is the most grossly overrated wrestling match of all time. Bret Hart is my favourite wrestler ever, ever, ever. And with my neutral hat on, I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring performer ever, yep. ever, ever. And I'm not a fan of it's this match. It's slow. It's plodding. Dare I say, indulgent. Um, they yeah. they went out there knowing they had knowing they had the skill and the cardio and the and the, the tools to work a one hour match, but their belief was that they could work almost uh, almost what maybe like one third pace and keep people captivated by some sort of cat and mouse who's better both guys equal for for forty plus minutes before it even kicked into gear and they were unfortunately very very rarely wrong. You know, they weren't, they, you know, they, their instincts as performers were better than the vast, vast majority of all time, unfortunately. Well, it's wrong in, wrong in our well, opinion. There are, lots of, there are lots of people that really Well, it's all an opinions match. game, isn't it? So, you know, it almost yeah. doesn't need to be said that it's just, you know, there, there's no definitive authority on this. But in my, in my opinion, yeah. um, they, they massively misjudged 
what they what they needed to do and I thought it was just just really dull and I think you know it's obviously it's impossible to say because you can't just switch out performers and, and make a comparison but if you put any other two wrestlers you know almost like a computer game if you just reskin the guys in it you know what I mean if you did it move for move everything else but you you know this was Jeff Jarrett against um, I don't know name another good wrestler Dean Douglas Jeff Jarrett against Dean Douglas just for just picking a couple out of thin air nobody would give it a, everyone would be shitting all over it frankly um, not I, I, I don't think it's a good match at all well I wouldn't say it's a bad match but I think it's but, but compared to what they were what they were capable of and other matches that yeah. they had it, it certainly doesn't live up what I will say is that I think in hindsight the biggest mistake here's me criticising booking from 20 years ago uh, 20 odd years ago but I think the biggest mistake of it was making it an Iron Man oh, yeah. I think but I'm not saying the biggest mistake was to go an hour I'm saying the biggest mistake was to make it an Iron Man match you could have done the same sort of match but had them go to a one hour time limit draw yeah because and it would have been far more exciting because the fans would have never quite known when the ending exactly so you can get away with all that nip and tuck and all that sort of you know, and all that sort of even Stevens reversal ploy when fans don't know when the finish yeah. is but if they know it's going to be an hour and they won't they're not going to buy a near fall after 33 minutes because they know there's plenty of time there's no drama um because there's no you know there's no real jeopardy in, in one of them losing the fall because they've got 27 minutes to get it back um and the other thing the mistake in, in hindsight nobody complained about this at the time least of all little Paul um, but it needed a heel uh, well I mean yeah, there is that I mean but yeah but you could did it though I, I mean, think so Warrior Warrior but Warrior Hogan I'm not saying every heel. match needs a heel and I'm not even saying every Wrestlemania yeah. main event needs a heel but I think this match needed a heel Fun, funnily enough in a year's time or two years time they were both baby faces or baby faces to a certain part of the audience and they were yeah. polarised enough yeah. that it, you know people would have gone that way with them but what I will say is that um, uh, on the 23rd of April which happens to be Showbiz Paul Benson's yes, birthday yes it does St. Jo- George's Day uh, the first wrestling show that I ever saw as a member of the press in I think I want to say 2007 yep. um, was uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, John Cena at Earl's Court um, and earlier that day my uh, erstwhile colleague uh, Simon Rothstein um, did an interview with John Cena and Simon was informed that John Cena was wrestling a uh, Iron Man match that, that night and he said to John oh, I hear you're wrestling an Iron Man match and Cena went no no don't anything about that no it's just a normal match so sure. we had sort of oh, crossed wires going in and then we watched the match, and it went it went about 50. On TV, they talked about it being an hour. They put in, obviously, ad breaks because it was a tape show. It was about 50 minutes, but that's still a long, long time. But it was a great match, and it, it, it captivated you live. And it's like, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels is one of the best matches I've ever seen live, and I've seen a few now. Um, and I sort of knew it was going to go a long time, but man alive, it was a great wrestling match. Had you done Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart that way, and it had just been the longest match in WrestleMania history, just because the two of them were just so good that they cancelled each other out, that would have been far better. Your, your Iron Man match, that's probably another topic we can do one day, best Iron Man match, but you're going to talk about things like Rock and Triple H, you're going to talk about things like Brock and, and Kurt Angle, 
you don't have to have loads and loads and loads and loads of falls, but you need to have a few. And you need it's, it's you know no one ever said the greatest football match of all time was a nil nil draw. There you go. And you know although the best nil nil draw I've ever seen was Italy versus Germany in the uh, European Championships, <laughs> but um, I will say that. But you know it's it's no one ever said that the greatest match ever was going to be nil nil, and you certainly wouldn't book a nil nil draw if that's where you were booking a football match. Sure would, you? would not. You'd book a three. You'd, you'd book a three two. Um, so there we go. Anyway, even if we suggested that Brett versus Sean was one of the greatest matches of all time, let's pretend it is. Let's pretend, let's agree with the people that think it is. What's the second best match on this show? Uh, Diesel Taker. Probably. I agree. Probably. But it's still not. That's still not great. It's, it's great. okay. Take, it's be- take again. It's better at that than. Point. It's WrestleMania yeah. wise. WrestleMania wise. Yeah, it is. And I say it's possibly, I'd say it's probably Diesel's third best match in WWF. Behind Brett and Sean, the two in your houses, uh, in your house Survivor Series. Behind behind Brett, yeah, Brett of Survivor Series, and then yeah, I think the very last one I think he had. That's right, yeah. uh, And in your house, which were both great matches. But it's again looking at, you know, I think. You you or I might be able to have a passable match with Brett or Sean at that part of their career. Um, working with Undertaker two big men like that especially when give Nash a lot of credit because he knew he was leaving there and he's had a lot of bad press over the years a lot of you know negative stories about him and again I don't know Kevin I've interviewed him once over the phone but I don't know him in person you know fair play to Kevin Nash who could have dogged yeah. that but it's against Shawn Michaels didn't... so no it's against Undertaker oh sorry, against Undertaker. sorry I'm, I'm just losing the thread here completely yeah. uh, they, sorry that it's against Undertaker yeah. There you yeah. go, and you know, fair play. You know, it's like that shows the mark of respect. They all, they should do. Undertaker is such a big figure; they should do some sort of uh, documentary. They about should have been, but might be quite interesting. Yeah, and uh, if, and if they were going to do it, I wouldn't uh, imagine doing three episodes and it being brilliant, and then not doing another one. For oh, three the weeks. bastards! The bastards, eh? <laughs> How are we going to cope oh, until June the fourteenth? Stop making it my own. Mm, that's a good idea. Should we do a Howl's yeah. version of? Uh, Undertaker. Let's not. Definitely, let's, let's not. Let's 13. let's get through these, Rob, because we are we have got a lot more rainies to get through, and our podcast hosts do not give us a lot of time nowadays, do they? <laughs> that is true. Let's rattle through. Thirteen. Clearly, Brett and Austin. Clearly, Brett and Austin. But and then, uh, are probably the best WrestleMania match of all time. If you polled a hundred people, that would probably win the poll for the best Mania match of all time. But then, certainly be in the top two. Correct. Three. But then below that. I'm going to Owen Bulldog against Mankind Vader and that's a massive yeah. step down and talking about the last match you said the last one needs a baby needs a heel this one no. needs a baby face that's two heels two, two heel right teams. it does two right crap Wrestlemania um, a lot of things fell against them that year terrible Wrestlemania all told but happened to have one of the greatest matches of all time by dumb luck um, and by the sheer brilliance of Brett and Steve uh, but that's it yep. 14 14 for me you've Again, there's there's not a, this is slim pickings, right? You got slim pickings. You yeah. got an Austin Michaels match that was may it could have been so much, but wasn't because of Michaels' well publicised injury. Uh, incredible to do what he did with the injury he had. But anyway, that's top of the tree. And then I've got number two. I've got the dumpster match. Yeah, probably. I I I skim this almost completely. I think it's extraordinary. 1998, possibly the hottest year ever for mm, WWE. Yeah. 98, 90, well, indeed, the next one, 98, 99, you know, as hot as the company's ever been in terms of popularity, ratings, etc., etc., and two quite forgettable overall WrestleManias. 
the company very much lived in the moment at that time. It was all about the week to week to week to week to week. Yep. And not creating something for the ages. Yeah, you know definitely, I mean? definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no standout menu in that in that season at all. So it was, yeah, it was, it was what it was. But no, I don't think this this one's worth talking about at all. And I 15. would say the same for the next one. Yeah, fifteen. I think here's an it. Well, this is. I need to set something up on fifteen for going forward because I think WrestleMania fifteen is the best of the three Rock Austin matches. Okay. And we obviously those topics are going to come up when we get to seventeen and well, nineteen. I think. Fi- sorry. I think fifteen. I think fifteen is better than the other two. And so that's why it's so interesting. I think it's the worst of the three. Yeah, really. Yeah, I do. I think it's the worst of the three. And I'm, and they were fun. It was a very very high quality set of matches. It was a very good match, but I think I'd put it third. I think the I think nineteen is easily the worst. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think Austin is very clearly in trouble. Perhaps it's the hindsight of knowing that Austin was, you know, in hospital the night before, but that Rock Rock, Rock had no real heat, you know, by the time he came back. For he was doing that Hollywood thing. No, and, you know, he Austin had wasn't ready. On, I, he I had think, no heat. I don't think he did. Oh no, we were watching different programs. He did a no, wonderful job of building himself up as a heel. Wonderful. No, I don't. People didn't want to boo him. No. They didn't want to boo him. People booed him, you know, and and it, you know they had all that stuff. They booed him because he was wrestling Austin, but they boo they booed they the booed, Pope. They booed. You remember Austin. how much they booed him when he was wrestling Hurricane? Well, they were Hurricane's very popular. He's like he's like the Pope. There himself. you go. But anyway, we're digressing. Um, it was a very good match, uh, WrestleMania 15. But nowt else to talk of. No. I've literally, enough, I've literally got a line through. I haven't even given a second match for that one. And as indeed for 16. Si- 16 is WrestleMania 2000 is the way that people refer to it. I think this is where we start to pick up. WrestleMania 2000 is not a good WrestleMania all time. It's the time. worst WrestleMania of all time. But I, well, I disagree with that. But it's I, I do think that you've got... This is the first time since WrestleMania 10 that I've entered two matches that I think are worth a little bit of a conversation. Okay. And that is the, the triangle ladder match and the triple threat between Benoit, Jericho and Angle. Well, yeah. Um, I don't think they're I don't think they're anywhere near the ones that we've already spoken about. I don't think it's worthy of the top five. I don't think it's worthy of much more chat. But I think it's a bit of a maligned WrestleMania. I don't think it's a terrible one. I just think it's bang average. It, it's it's full of five, six, seven out of ten things. Whereas, you know, 13, for example, you just said about 13... You know, two, you, 16 is a bad WrestleMania, in your opinion. Well... Everything on 13, apart from Brett Austin, is way worse well, than anything that happened. Look, in I don't want to go into too, 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 in too much depth. It's not really the point. But to me, WrestleMania 16 was the idea of WrestleMania as a um, a promotional vehicle for WWE rather than as a wrestling card and the most important wrestling card of the year. Every match on there. Well, first of all, famously, there was not a single one-on-one match between two male competitors. The only one-on-one match was a cat against Terry Runnels, right? For starters, okay. <laughs> so that's one massive black mark. But then, you know, all the matches were essentially, if you remember the undercard, certainly the first few matches, they were all designed to sell copies of a WWE music album. You know, they were all they were all oh, remix listen. themes. People singing people to the ring. Um, McMahon's in every corner in the main event. Uh, Pete Rose. It was all about outside influences selling something. You misunderstand me. You misunderstand me. Uh, if if we're talking about 36 episodes of WrestleMania, I'm not suggesting this is in the top 10. I'm not suggesting it's in the top half. I'm not suggesting it's in the top 
25. But what I'm saying is, I don't. I just don't think it's as. I don't think it's the worst ever. I think I could easily find you five or six that are worse than this, top to bottom. I think the context is is I think both you and I believe that 2000 is possibly the greatest year in WWF yep. history in terms of its in-ring, pay-per-view to pay-per-view storyline. Amazing, to storyline. absolutely. 2000 is brilliant, and I think because WrestleMania doesn't stand out in that year. I think it's almost like being the worst player in a team that wins well, the Well, here's, here's a compliment I'll give the year 2000. It, despite having the worst WrestleMania of all time, it was the best year for pay-per-view of all time in WWE. It's, it's going to be very much yeah. up there. Certainly when we, get to our, when we get to our SummerSlam episodes in August. Oh, yes. Yeah. Some, some, SummerSlam 2000 oh, is, uh, and is watch an that. Watch uh, that. milestone. Blasted out my brain in a bar in Magaluf. <laughs> what what a night that was! Truly tremendous evening. See, see that tells me how much a little bit how much a little bit older than uh, than than me you are because I was I was I was sixteen. <laughs> I, was, I, wouldn't been, I was only eighteen. <laughs> I know you're only eighteen, but sixteen to eighteen makes a yeah, big difference. So I was like, I, I was getting ready to go back to go to start my sixth form career, and you were off in Magaluf. Anyway, okay, seventeen. Seventeen is a huge yep. topic. Seventeen is probably. I think if we did what's the greatest WrestleMania of all time, I think 17 would win. I don't think it's the best WrestleMania of all time, but I think it's in the Agreed conversation. On both parts, yeah. I think it would, I think it would win if that's the topic we did. Has it got two matches that fit into this topic? So so far, I think we're agreed that 10 is definitely in, 8 is probably in, 3 is the benchmark. So we've got, it's got to get above WrestleManias 3, 8, and 10. Give me two matches from WrestleMania 17 that are above those ones, because well, I'm not it sure. It doesn't have to are. get above them; it has to get in their company, and I'd say it does. And I'd, I'd say this is the first one really where there is some debate about what those two matches might be. In my opinion, the top. I know, I know, you and I differ on this, but my opinion, the the Austin Rock match is the best of their match. I think it's a phenomenal match. Um, and then beyond that, I'm kind of ch- choosing between the obvious, which is the TLC2 match um, which is a great spectacle of its type of match it's a wonderful type not my not my favourite and not my favourite of the three matches those guys those three teams had around that time um, but a very good match nonetheless but I think I'd be tempted to stick Vince against Shane in there as my second choice oh, I never I never even just a wonderful that. wonderful again brawl of a match you know loads of shortcuts and stuff but a really interesting personal story woven in with a great finish that really paid off a story and the action was good um, that to me is match number two well okay <laughs> I've got Rock Austin slash TLC slash Triple H versus Undertaker. Right, which is also a very good match. I didn't, I didn't even consider Vince versus Shane, and I do like Vince versus Shane. WrestleMania 17 is absolutely the blueprint for, uh, you know, the circus theory. Don't 100%, you? Hundred percent, and you're dead right. If you, if you don't like the trapeze artists, you might like the clowns, and if you don't like the clowns, then you might like the animals, and if you don't like the animals, you know, you'll enjoy the high wire. There's that theory of wrestling stands up and Wrestlemania 17 you know from an opening wrestling match between Jericho and Regal to plunder you know with a with a hardcore match to the um, smoke and mirrors of the McMahons 
to the gimmick battle royal fun, to an all-round arena brawl with Triple H and Undertaker, to the high-flying stuff of the DLC. I mean, I've probably missed something out in there as well. What, you know, what else is there? But it's just um, an absolutely brilliant WrestleMania, top to bottom. There's be- even the stuff that's like APA and Taz versus the right to censor is fine. Eddie Guerrero versus Test, fine. Forgettable, but fine. Um, you know, but uh, in fairness, I just think that even all the top matches are, there's lots and lots of, you know, seven or eights out of ten, uh, you know, some some just over it. But I don't think, I, again, I'll go back to, if we were doing the best 20 matches of WrestleMania history, I don't think any of these would get it. Well, I think at least one of them would. I'm, I'm, this this has to go in at number four, or it might not stay there, but it has to go in at number four for now. I think it's number four of the ones we've talked about so fine. far. Right. But I would I would I would definitely have three eight and okay, ten above. Fine. Ones. Not sure. I, I, I wouldn't. But uh, oh, maybe I would. I, maybe I'd agree with that. But anyway, it's in the list for now. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania 18. Uh, I think we would be very 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 remiss if we didn't talk briefly about Rock and Hogan as being one of those matches where like you said before earlier on you said about Brett and Sean if that was just two people that were ordinary wrestlers doing it you go oh this is not much this is the same argument but flipped yeah, as in, yeah absolutely if two if two people you'd never heard of had this match you'd go come on lads get on with it but the point is they're not people you've never heard of in fact I would say every single wrestler that's ever laced up a pair of boots in let's say the Western world, so I'm I'm not including, you know, Ricky Doshan in in um, Japan or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the Western world, so in the in North America, in Europe, every single wrestler that's ever laced up a pair of boots, none of them are as famous as Hulk Hogan or The Rock. Yep, agreed. They are two, the two most famous wrestlers of all time. They happen to get in the ring because they were crossing over, and the electricity, the magic, the feeling, the emotion extraordinary we talked earlier on about Hogan having opponents that were smaller than him uh, sort of bigger than him other than Savage well this is the only match where he's a heel except no one booed him of course but he does theoretically go into this yep. as a heel um, it's an extraordinary match it's an extraordinary set of moments I don't think anyone would, would dispute that um, so that would go in but the only match I've got alongside it is Taker versus Flair it's the only other match I really picked out from 18 that I thought could be discussed. And again, I love Take a Flair. I think it's a great brawl. It's again two huge legends. Imagine having four legends like that in the business: Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hogan, and Rock on the same oh, card. Amazing. But I think there are so many better Taker matches than that. I think that struggles to get high enough for me to really give Rock and Hogan what it deserves as a secondary match well I think yeah you summed it pretty well I think I like Take Flair a lot and this goes on the list obviously it definitely is in contention but it's not staying there it's not going to it's not well, going to make five well I would have this above 17 mm, I would not but it's moot anyway because okay. uh, yeah, I think I think we will yeah. have others but I'm saying that I think Rock Hogan is so far above anything that was on 17 I think Take a Flair it's probably below two or three, but it's not that far below. Do yep. you see what I mean? I think Taker Flair is comparable to Taker Triple H, the McMahons, and so forth, but Rock Hogan is above them Fine. all. 
So that I would put eight, I would put eighteen above seventeen. Well, let's get on to the most difficult one of them all, shall we? Nineteen. Talk about WrestleMania nineteen, Paul. Well, talk about it. I could talk about it all night. In my opinion, the best WrestleMania of all time. I remember going in to watch this one um, and just looking at the card, and I remember thinking looking at the top matches I did not know what was going to main event and when was the last time you could have four matches on a card that had every right to main event and I'm talking uh, Chris Jericho against Shawn Michaels the, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin against The Rock Hulk Hogan against Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle against Brock Lesnar all bona fide Wrestlemania main events all on one card um, and all four of them for different reasons turn out to be fabulous fabulous matches um, I'm struggling in the sense that I don't know which two to pick um, I would I genuinely I think you could pick any two of those four and you would be and this would be number one or two so far on our list I think it's just it's just exceptional I would pick Brock and Kurt and uh Jericho and Michael. Well, I've actually got written down Brock and Kurt and Austin Rock, but I certainly wouldn't argue too much for you. It's my personal preference. As you know, I put that nine, WrestleMania 19 Rock and Austin match a long way down my list, but this is not about me. This is about who, what people will pick. This is you know, not my personal opinion, and I think that it is a fantastic WrestleMania. I think it's my second favourite WrestleMania. Um, we'll get on to mine. We've not come to mine yet. Uh, but yes, I think this is a, again. Let's let's compare this to 17, which people talk about as being so high on the mania list. I think I think that Brock and Kurt is better than any match on WrestleMania 17, and I think that Triple I think that Shawn Michaels and Jericho is better than anything on 17. And we've not even got into Rock Austin. Obviously, I think the Rock Austin 19 is less than the 17 match, but it's not far off. And you know, we've all, and I've already picked out two others that I think are higher. I think 19, whatever two we pick, I mean, it's going to be your option of how you present this on the poll. But I think yes, I think 19 goes in the shout with that. To me, to me, it's whether you know we'll, we'll get into it later about where it fits around eight and ten and whatever. But I it think does it very, very. Uh, and remember, we don't need to order the top five. We just need to decide. Oh, on we don't five, need to order so them. No, we just, we just need we need our in, five. Um, and I think there's going to be a damn good shout for the next one as well. I think the next one I think might well be contender for now I think this was one of the I, I, I had well I won't reveal what they are just yet but I had three um, before we started this I had if I if I was in a top five I knew what my top mm-hmm. three were and this was in my top three I just think that um, you have to talk um, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle uh, and you have to talk about Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H I think Benoit Triple H Michaels is the best triple threat match I of agree. all time how a, a hat tip to AJ Daniels <laughs> Joe. and um, yep. Samoa Joe but Unbreakable 2005 or whatever pay-per-view it was cannot be compared to a <laughs> Wrestlemania as good as that match was you simply it is that's a great League One game against a great you know Champions League final and you just it, it, I know, listen some people are going to be appalled at how, how much we're talking up Chris Benoit here we are talking about wrestling matches in a in a time capsule bubble. We don't want to revere the guy. We don't want to go talking about whatever happened in his personal life. But in the moment, if we stopped history at that point in 2004, it's one of the greatest moments ever. 
Um, it's one of the great of him getting to the top of the mountain, winning the match, tapping someone out, having Eddie come and celebrate with him. It's the ultimate feel-good WrestleMania. Yeah, man. And it's what happened afterwards between each of their personal lives and even each of their wrestling lives over the next year or two, whatever. At that moment in time, it's one of the greatest ever moments. And the but but the, and the matches stack up. They are wonderful, wonderful wrestling matches. Uh, yeah, mate. To me, this 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 night, this match is the, to me the main reason why the Benoit tragedy stung just as badly as it did. Because you know, from I guess just before Survivor Series 2003, you know, you could feel the momentum building behind Chris Benoit, um, and he was going up and up and up. And this was the culmination. I don't mind admitting and saying I've got no shame. In fact, in saying I've never been more emotionally invested in a wrestling match as an adult as I was watching the end of this match I was sat on the sofa at my friend's house in Nottingham screaming at the television for Triple H to tap out and I meant it like more so than any other wrestling match I've ever watched live or experienced in my life I meant it was you know the the famous video it's still real to me damn it this (laughs) was my it's still real to me damn it I believed for the first time as an adult I truly truly believed that wrestling was as real as anything and and it was um, to me to me the best Wrestlemania main event of all time at the time horribly scarred since then obviously but yeah. um, at the time the best of all time and the, probably the best moment you know, outside of Bulldog winning at SummerSlam 92 when I was 10 years old it was a very different context the best moment for me as a wrestling fan and I can't you know as much as like I say it doesn't mean the same as it did before unfortunately but you can't deny its place in history um, and it was a tremendous tremendous match alongside Angle Guerrero again two of my absolute favourites Angle probably my all time favourite um, Benoit's not on my list of favourites actually he never was but I just really believed in his story I thought the, the story to get him to where it was was incredibly well done but Angle and Guerrero are two of my all time favourites and that was an in- incredible match so yeah this this is an absolute nailed on totally nailed on top five this won't be dislodged for me agreed agreed I think we can we can put that one in in the uh, in the felt pen rather than in the yeah. pencil um, right Wrestlemania 21 uh, you just had your favourite Wrestlemania in 19 my favourite Wrestlemania yeah. in my opinion the best ever Wrestlemania is Wrestlemania 21 um, I think it is exceptionally good start to finish um, I think that in a lot of these other WrestleManias, that Ray versus Eddie, that the Money in the Back match and Taker versus Orton would go ahead of lots of matches that we've already spoken about, and yet they're not even in my top two. Um, I would also say that Cena versus JBL is very satisfying. It's not a great match, but it's very satisfying for the point that, that Cena was at in his career. But my two matches to take from this, I would take um, Triple H versus Batista, which is a good match. It's not a great match. It's a good match. But it is the culmination of one of the greatest storylines that WWE have ever done. The, the Batista babyface turn um, and the subsequent win against Triple H is immaculate. Um, and I think if you were doing the greatest ever WrestleMania matches, I think I would put Sean versus Undertaker as one and uh, Brett versus Austin at two. But I think I would have Sean versus Angle at three from WrestleMania 21. I just think it's just sublime and 
we didn't put Brett versus Austin from 13 in, and I doubt we're going to put 25 up. But I do want to put 21 up as a topic because I think that I think the story of Triple H Batista backs up the unbelievable brilliance of Sean versus Angle. I would very much like to see 21 in our list. Spawn. Yeah, no, Spawn. I, I might. I I too think that was one of the greatest stories, certainly the greatest built babyface from nowhere of all time and it was a brilliant culmination did exactly what it needed to do I might quibble on the second match not with any great conviction um, I really enjoyed Orton Taker um, yeah, I did. and I, you know, I've, I've written that sort of neck and neck with Batista, Batista Triple H on my list but yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't argue hard on you on, on that one obviously uh, Kurt Angle against Shawn Michaels is, is top so yeah to me again I'm I'd be happy to, to put this one in the felt tip as you said for the last one definitely uh, ok let's move on to number 22 yep. uh, Ollie Roderick was someone that put this up as being uh, a big favourite of his what did his. he put did he, did he um, specify he, the matches yes he did and he said Edge versus Foley and Mickey versus I'd Trish. agree with that and I would agree as well and I think actually in a bubble on its own you go do you know what those are two really strong matches two iconic this is the big thing about this we haven't really delved into this as a topic but good matches is one thing like for example when you're talking about the Bulldogs against the Dream Team or, or stuff like that or even Brett versus Piper they're good they're good matches but do they come to you as being an absolute iconic wrestling match an iconic Wrestlemania mm. match that's, an, that's another topic I actually think when you're talking iconic matches I think both Mickey versus Trish and Edge versus Foley are in that category. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to put I'm not going to put this up as a top five. I think it's top ten, but not top five as as a pairing. But I do think it's a very fair, fair shout on Ollie's part, isn't it? I think both of these, but they both feel like secondary matches to me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I feel like both both of those should be backing up an HBK angle or a. Uh, a rock and they never something. did did they I think this Wrestlemania but they both feel like second they both feel like they should be second yeah this Wrestlemania is in a bit of a tough spot in in, in a bubble it's a it's a deep really good Wrestlemania you know even Cena, Cena Triple H in the main event is it's a pretty good match and a well built story with, with Cena going over but the problem was it's coming on the back of the unquestionably in my mind the best five year stretch in Wrestlemania history to this day so it just it's a step down it's a step down from the last five years and and it yeah. just it, it pales so yeah I'd agree on the matches I'd agree on the quality on the on the fact they are iconic but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna volunteer for the list no I, I agree and I think we're gonna have a little run of those uh, yeah I think um, you're right I think you're right just to just to remark on what Paul's just said just think about WrestleMania is 17 to 21. And if you don't if you don't know what to watch during the lockdown and you want to watch some wrestling shows, just watch WrestleMania 17. Watch one a day. Watch 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 over the next five days, and you'll be blown away by just how good those five shows are. Yeah, it's 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 the, without a shadow of a doubt the best five year stretch of WrestleManias. They are wonderful, and it's interesting how the top two matches do stack up. You know, into what we've just been talking about for uh, for a lot of them, anyway. Uh, okay, where are we? We're on twenty-three. I would have uh, Taker Batista and Sean versus Cena as the top two, uh, and I think that the Batista Taker match is one of Batista's best ever matches. But I think the standard that we've hit so far does not make me want to put this into a top five. Fully agree on all points. Moving on. 
good matches, but not memorable, yeah. memorable. I think actually, I'm saying about Batista taking being one of Batista's best matches. You could argue that later on in the year when they had a couple more, maybe the Hell in the Cell match was better. Um, and so I think the Batista Taker rivalry is very memorable, but Taker just winning at WrestleMania just takes a little bit of a, of a knock off this. Right, 24 is an interesting one because when we're talking about a great match and a great moment, would you agree that from 24 you take away Undertaker versus Edge and Shawn Michaels versus Flair? You would. So, so does this go into the conversation? How good are these matches? Uh, are they good sadly, enough? Sadly, no, it doesn't. I um. I'd put it right on the edge of it, if I'm honest. Um, Flair, Chip Flair, HBK was a very good match and an excellent moment. Probably slightly overrated because it's got. We look back at su- with such rose tinted glasses about how how incredible the moment was and the retirement, and it was an excellent match. But I think people just tend to bump it up a little bit in their minds. Um, and Edge Taker was. It's one of these matches where Edge, Edge against Taker was a very good match. No question about it, but the outcome was never in doubt. Edge was there to Edge was there to lose to Undertaker. There was no drama. Um, This is Undertaker getting his. You know, remember, bear in mind this is before his big iconic run of WrestleMania matches, which is going to start a year after. But this to him at this point is he gets his main event. He gets his great match against a guy in his prime who can move around like crazy for him. but there's no jeopardy, so I'm. I don't feel any. I don't look back on this with any great nostalgia or, you know, particularly amazing feelings. So nah, let's let's leave this one off for me. I'm totally with you, and I'm saying that we're going to get onto WrestleMania 25 next, and Undertaker <laughs> versus Shawn Michaels from, from that is one of the. It's arguably the greatest match of all time, let alone WrestleMania match, let alone whatever. But. Um, I was at WrestleMania 25 and I remember when Sean hit a super kick maybe the second or third one of the match and there was a moment where live in the arena I thought oh my god Sean's beaten him I bought it live as a fan I bought it and I don't think at any point I bought Edge winning Batista winning Orton winning of course you know, I just I just didn't I just didn't buy them but I did buy Sean when I was in the arena that being said I never for a second bought Brock, Brock winning <laughs> well yeah quite, <laughs> that's, quite. Another, that's, another, that's another topic but um, so I, th- yeah, I don't think we can include 24 uh, again it shows the high standard of this that th- those two combined things take Taker and Edge and Sean and Flair are great but they're not great enough to get to the top five WrestleMania 25 it's Shawn Michaels and Undertaker but it's nothing else correct oh yeah it's like you said just now you know the best arguably the best match of all time but then absolutely nothing below it like the the best I've got is Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy and that's average no, that was a big letdown best. I thought it was a huge letdown yeah I, I think if you'd have just if you'd have rocked up to the stadium that day watched Triple H versus Randy Orton and then left you'd have probably gone oh, that was okay pretty good match but the way the build up was and the way the matches you saw before that yeah. It just it just it fell so flat. Yeah. So no, it fell this, so this flat. doesn't this doesn't. I think just doesn't make. I it. think Triple H versus Randy Orton is the second best match on that show, but it's so far behind the number one, and it's so far behind so many other matches that no, absolutely not for twenty five. Uh, twenty six, we go Sean and Taker again. This time, I would argue that Edge and Jericho is a reasonable second match, 
but I wouldn't argue anything more than reasonable. Yeah, agreed. You know, they're, they're close together, and it's much more credible to put a second match on the list than the year before. The Taker HBK match is, as would be expected, a step down. Still an excellent match, but a step down nonetheless. Jericho Edge is very good, but similar to 24, really, in that I just don't, I just don't think this warrants further discussion as an all-time classic pair. No, I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, we go on to 27, which is the second uh, Undertaker versus Triple H match. Uh, 27. Um, is, oh yeah, sorry, it's second, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah, yes, of course, yes yeah. it is. It's the, it's the second yeah, because the first yeah, one was yeah. in 17 although they, were, they didn't really mention no, they didn't, the first did one they? was 10 years earlier bonkers um, but it's the it's the worst of their trilogy I would argue uh, still good but again I didn't buy that Triple H was going to no. win there was no jeopardy for me um, there's a little sleeper classic not classic but a little sleeper quality I think I know what there. you're going to go for CM yes. Punk versus Randy is an absolutely lovely match. Oh, is that what you're thinking? Okay, it's a okay. Lovely match. Well, what I did you think of uh, Cody Rhodes against Rey Mysterio? Okay. But sorry, I, I, I stole that, you away from there. Was that the mask? Was that the mask? It was. Era? Yes, it was Cody indeed. Was, yeah, yeah, that was, was a good, really nice match as well. Really nice match. I, I liked Cody in that era. I thought he was really good. I agree. No, CM Punk versus Randy Orton was. It, it had no steam. It had no great storyline. No one really cared. It was just... But the, you, you felt that the pair of them went, right, no one's given us anything. Let's go and show them. And they had a beautiful 12 to 14 minute match that was just technically almost impeccable. Yeah. It was a beauty. It was the best match of the night as far as I was concerned. Uh, but it's not memorable. No one ever talks about, oh, remember that no. Punk versus Orton match? And neither should, neither, neither should they. But this was comparable to... The Orton Rollins match, which people remember for the finish, you know, for Rollins leaping off his neck and it turned into the RKO. Yep, yep I do. It's that sort of match. Two really nice wrestlers, but in a in a, a feud with no heat, uh, and you know that's it. So I would I would mention that match as a as an honourable mention, but nowhere near our conversation. Nope, agreed. Here. We go on to WrestleMania 28, which is Undertaker versus Triple H in the Cell. I adore that yep. match. But I think it's a similar match to the Brett and Sean uh, Iron Man match in the sense that it's polarizing. I think there were some people that found Undertaker versus Triple H unearthly boring. I absolutely loved it, but I know that a lot didn't. Um, so that's an interesting one to talk about. I would say the backup match on that one, the secondary match on that one's probably Punk and Jericho. Yeah, excellent match. Which is really, really great. So. I think on my personal list I think I would have 28 really pushing but I feel that if we're talking for the people I think the way that you and I didn't really go for Wrestlemania 12 on the Bret and Sean front I feel we have to take into account this for Triple H and Undertaker because I remember at the time saying what, how much I loved it and a lot of people going God it was so boring mm, I I'm a bit on the fence in a sense because I agree with you on first viewing of Take a Triple H in the cell it was incredible doesn't stand up for me doesn't stand Do up not think. No, no that's probably a fair point that's probably a fair point um, once you see you know the drama is in the is in the drama in, in effect and um, once that's taken out of the equation it's a, it becomes a quite different beast and that's not to take away from it because that's a good point because matches are you know should be judged primarily in the moment rather than on rewatch value I think but there's but this this suffers more than most there's a bigger drop than most and again I really like this and I'm tempted to put it on the shortlist I just don't 
I'm wondering whether we're just putting it on there as sort of a sock. I don't think we can. No, I don't, I think, I don't, I don't think, think we can. I think this is... I think this is if this was Robin Paul's favourites, then I think we we could have a chance. But I think we've got to be fair in, in to the people that are going to be voting. And I think, for example, if we put this in and there was a couple of WrestleManias, people go, "Where's that? Where's that WrestleMania then? Where's that?" And we've gone with twenty-eight. True. I just think people would go mad. I just they wouldn't think think it's fair. Okay. Um, I, I will say a little sidebar for the uh, what you just said about that match. It's a great point. Great point about great match in the moment, but does it stand up? I'll tell you another one of those. Uh, in a similar sort of vein I think because I remember watching it at the time and loving the hell out of Triple H versus Sting but there's oh, absolutely yeah. no way going back in and looking over it again that it's a great match nope. you know it's just loads of fun with lots of different you know bells and whistles and smoke and mirrors but it doesn't stand up now but at the time Wonderful. oh my god here Wonderful. come the X oh my god here come the N- NWO we were at um, Walkabout Temple then first time for our live first shows time, and, yeah. oh, oh was that our first one? Yeah, there, was it, it was. It was, and it was. It was great. It was. That was probably the first big oh, moment, actually. That was probably the first big moment so in the Temple years, and it was. It was so good. But you're right. So much fun. It, it, we'll it, get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So 29. 29. I've got um, uh, Taker versus Punk and Cena versus Rock, but uh, to me, there's so many better Taker. Taker versus Punk is excellent. But there's so many better Taker matches, and Cena Rock I've got as a secondary one because I didn't think there's anything else on the show that I could really come up with. Completely agree. Next, I think we're in. That's we're we're starting to come into this number thirty is going to be a bit different, but we're starting to come into that three or four year mania period where it felt very very commercial. Yes. Very corporate. Yes. Uh, what WrestleMania were you at? Thirty two. Yeah. The the the. And it's like. Ugh. This 29 to 32 run of manias to me felt very corporate mania. Cena versus Rock twice, uh, the one that you were at, it just felt like everything was all about corporate messages and be a star and and all that kind of stuff rather than entertaining people. Yeah, uh, I but agree. But 30, 30s a big conversation. It is um, a conversation. It's an 30, e- obviously it's easy to pick the matches. I would say um, it's the bookends, well, isn't it? It's the Daniel Bryan Triple H, and then it's the Daniel Bryan Batista and Orton. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it's it's what a story. I mean, the Daniel Bryan story. Um, even if we discount the fact that that's not the story they were going for, and people power got it done. You know, let's face it. When they got out of WrestleMania, they uh, sorry. When they got out of the Royal Rumble, they were not putting Daniel Bryan in there. Nope. Whatever they may spin, nope. whatever may, they may say, they had to change history because the people would not let them forget. But that's not the point. We're not judging booking. We're judging the, the shows themselves. And this is great fun. It's a wonderful story. The Brian Triple H match is a, is a great match. <sighs> I'm just not sold on that main event. And it's a, it's a good match, but it's all the Daniel Bryan story. I always have the back of my mind that it would have been such a better match if it had just been Bryan versus Orton. I think Batista's off the pace here. Um, and I think you directly look at the triple threat that we just spoke about 10 years earlier you know there's a comparable story isn't there Daniel Bryan to Chris Benoit and you know the two opponents of his and I just think 20 absolutely blows it out of the water and I think that's the way I kind of judge 30 is that great fun great story but are those two matches good enough I don't think I've never really considered this but you're absolutely right I think about the triple threat I'll say I would have this on the list or at least troubling the list but you're right about the triple threat and if you take Batista out of the equation I'm going to go a bit fantasy booking here take 
take him out of the equation entirely. And you know, I've got a better match because it was really Orton um, winning the title from Brian was the beginning of that paradigm shift, wasn't it? In in at, at Summer, yeah. SummerSlam. So yeah. that would have been a tremendous way to end that that chapter as well. But also, you know, what do you do with Batista then? How about a Batista Brock Lesnar match, eh? Well, they bought this. They bought Batista in because he was the big movie exactly. star that was going to win at WrestleMania, win at the Rumble, and going to win at yep, WrestleMania. Yep. And, the, and then they shit themselves, and then they had to do something different. I think the thing to do is, is if, if if Batista would have said, "No, I'm not going to wrestle now. I'm, I'm retired from wrestling now. I've done enough. I'll, I'll stay in movies." And then you just book Daniel Bryan in, in place of him. Then you go to and Brian Orton would have been a good. Listen, Randy Orton is brilliant. I don't care what people say about Randy. Of course Orton. He is. He's magnificent. He's so good, but he's the other guy. He's never the star. He's the other guy. He facilitates someone, and he would have made Daniel Bryan even more than Bryan was already made, and it would have just been better. So I think that's one of my big drawbacks: is that it is, this is a good WrestleMania. It's a good match. It's a great feeling at the end, but I just think it could have been so much better. And if we, if, again, if we're directly comparing to other things. I, I just can't have this ahead of some of the ones we've already mentioned. Well, it's ultimately our decision, but all I'll say is that I think this should be there, and I think a lot of people would agree. So I think we should at least put it into the final conversation. Okay, it's in the final conversation without without a doubt. Uh, okay, number... Right, I'm going to say I don't have anything really to chat about for the next couple of WrestleManias. I haven't I haven't made notes on specific matches. If you have, you can lead this and we'll talk um, about the matches. But... A very, very little point, because I'm, I'm, I struggled as well. So just to, just to make sure we're not skimming over them entirely, I'll go, I thought 31 was Orton against Rollins and uh, Lesnar against Reigns as the top, as the top two. Um, Lesnar-Reigns is a much better match. It's a great match. It's a really for. good match. Lesnar beat the shit out of Roman Reigns, and Reigns took it. And there was a very short period of time for a few weeks after that where people started to go, oh, I don't mind this Reigns yep. guy. I'd slagged him, but fair play. And then they sort of all forgot about that, and all the goodwill faded, and they started booing him again. But for a short period of time off the back of that WrestleMania, they nearly, they nearly, they nearly got, got there. They, they nearly got there. Reigns. But ultimately... That was a great that match. Was, uh, that was where I go with that. Number 32 is, is barely worth me. You know, I would go for 32. I would say the opening match, ladder match, and the women's triple threat um, were the top two. Uh, yeah. Some people would say the Hell in a Cell. I would um, beat them with a rusty kipper. Um, so that was woeful, but um, that's 32. It's not even close to being in consideration. 33, again, I really enjoyed WrestleMania 33. I thought it was a WrestleMania. It was good fun top to bottom apart from maybe the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt debacle um, oh. but there's nothing standout across the whole card nice. you know to me I'm, I'm, I'd pick the opening two match AJ Styles against Shane McMahon and uh, Kevin Owens against Chris Jericho by default um, they were the best two matches on a not particularly inspiring in-ring card but a, but a really good event bizarre how that happens sometimes mm. um, and then I'd start to bring the conversation back I'd, WrestleMania 34 has some merit Go on, then. So for me, WrestleMania 34, the two matches I'd want to put in there, and again, let's just preface this by saying it has some merit, but I'm not, I'm not putting this in the five. Um, the, the opening th- match, triple threat, was uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz for the Intercontinental Title, which was a very good match, really good opener. Um, and then the mixed tag team match, Rousey and Ang- Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, excellent match. Yeah, good, f- good fun, good match. Yeah, I agree. Um, certainly wouldn't fight that in terms of I mean let's face it if we put that in the poll it would get annihilated 
Oh, it's um, yeah, too right. I'm rightly so. And how funny that we yeah. ever mentioned Styles against Nakamura in that one. Because it wasn't all that good. Those ones that. No, because it wasn't. Because well, the thing is, they'd had a match at Wrestle Kingdom two years, yeah, two years yeah, earlier, yeah. which was better than 98% of all the matches we've talked about so far well, tonight. Quite. If you put if if you pick that up and put it into WrestleMania, it'd be one of the best five matches of WrestleMania history. Unfortunately, it was in the Tokyo Dome and uh, not in the I don't know the Alamo Dome in San Antonio or something. There you go. Um, I would argue on 34. Fair point on those two matches. I would counter you with last year's WrestleMania, mm. and I would say that not just the feel-good stories, and they were amazingly good feel-good stories, but and however they came about is irrelevant again was it going to be Mustafa Ali did Becky's turn you know was it different because she was going to be a heel blah 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 Kofi versus Daniel Bryan and Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and Charlotte are two excellent wrestling matches with wonderful feel good endings again I probably would have this very very close to my top five I sense you won't agree with me and I sense that the people probably won't agree with me so I think that this might not end up being in, but I think I would be very, very close to it because I think for the again we're not talking about overall manias, we're not talking about um, you know how we feel about wrestling at this particular mm. stage. But I loved those two matches last year. I thought they were exceptional, and some of wrestling is about paying things off and audience reaction. And again, we're talking about potentially having Rock Hogan around because of its audience reaction. Kofi winning the title, man. That reaction oh, was God, off yeah. the scale. Yeah. And if you think about where Daniel Bryan had come from four years earlier, the most popular man in in the business, retiring, coming back, and being a heel that people actually hated to facilitate a match with Kofi Kingston, it's an absolute classic of the genre. And it is one of those matches that if you were... If you had a wrestling school and you weren't, you know, I couldn't teach anyone how to put on a wrist lock because I'd have never wrestled in my life. But I could say to someone, this is psychology, this is how it works. And that worked. Oh, I would, I would half agree. Literally half agree. I think everything you say about Kofi Bryan is, is bang on the money. I thought it was exceptional. Um, you know, a classic WrestleMania moment, and we don't and Mania build and WrestleMania moment because you always have to have a you always have to have a build to get a WrestleMania moment, don't you? You can't just manufacture them. By and True. large, there are a couple of exceptions, but by and large, um, couldn't agree more on that. Classic. Don't agree on the main event at all. I thought it was um, history making with a capital H and a capital M, um, but I thought it was a fairly drab match with a fairly drab finish and most importantly like your point on Wrestlemania 30 actually would have worked way better without Charlotte Flair there I, I, I agree with that I mean I, I can't I can't for a second dispute that can't for a second so I, I accept I accept your criticism which I knew mm. was coming um, I think that Kofi Bryan is so far better than the two you just mentioned at 34 and better than Brian versus Triple H. Mm, wow. You know, okay. From, a... in, in, from from, I think Kofi Brian is a better match than Brian versus Triple H. I would agree with you that Batista Orton and Brian is probably better than Becky Charlotte Ronda. Both have their flaws. I would I would have thirty five ahead of thirty. Purely because I think Kofi Brian is that much better as a Brian match, more than the Triple Threats combined. Can you yeah, yeah I do. I do. But. 
that, that again, it's a personal preference, and it's a it's a topic to be considered. Um, are we agreed that there's nothing from this year? I don't think we can really put an empty it, arena WrestleMania it, 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 in. It wouldn't be right. No, there's no, there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> there, is there? Sorry, Drew. Bless your heart, but uh, it's not happening, boy. Right. Okay, we've got through them all. Um, that was uh, a bit epic, and we now need to very quickly decide on the. We five. do. So, we've got. T- I've got ten. Right. I've got ten on our on our sh- our long short list. With with three, eight, ten, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 20, 21, 30, and 35. So, let's decide first on the absolute bulletproof ones. We've decided as bulletproof ones are number 10, haven't we? Right, I'll tell you, I, I wrote down, before we started this chat, I wrote down three absolutes. My three absolutes were 10, 20, and 21. I couldn't agree more with that I would add 19 as an absolute from me okay I guess you would and I can't really fight okay um, because 19 being you know my only issue with 19 would be the, the very fact that you have to decide which two makes it quite difficult but then you could argue that with 21 as well so um so okay so 19 20 and 21 all go in so does Wrestlemania 10 so that leaves us six Wrestlemanias for one spot I think we can quite quickly dismiss a couple of these um, I think we can dismiss Wrestlemania 18 and Wrestlemania 8 in fairly short order is that fair to say yeah 18 because I don't think there's much of a secondary match after Rock and Hogan um, and also yeah 8 two really 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 solid maybe a step below yeah, but they're not absolutely. It would be hard to argue ahead yeah, of other things. Yeah, it would. It would. Um, I'm. I'm going to politely ask we remove 35 at this point. Well, well, I'm going to do the same for 30. Fine. Then. I think they're. Com- I think they're comparable. Fine. And I think if you, you could put both of them, both of them in or neither. Um, but I, I think they're very similar. Those two things. And if you want mine out, I'm. Gonna well, that's fine. I'm not going to kick up. I'm not. Snarky I would way. argue that it wouldn't deserve to come out, but. I couldn't argue it as taking the the, the spot, so there's not much point. Um, I wouldn't have it as the fifth uh, on this list. It leaves us three and seventeen, and I would argue for seventeen. You, and you would <laughs> well, argue okay. for three, wouldn't you? I mean, I am I am going to argue for three, um, not because of match quality necessarily, but because of. Okay, let's 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 sit and do a head-to-head. And okay, so your, what are your two matches? You're arguing 17. What are your two uh, matches? Austin Rock and Vince Shane. Okay, which is the okay? Austin Rock is the wrestling yep. match. Okay, so is Austin Rock a better wrestling match <laughs> than Randy Savage versus um, Ricky Steamboat? It's not a fair comparison. It's it's not a best. It's no, not okay, a best. It's not. It's no, it's not a fair isn't comparison. The same, but isn't the same um, split. As WrestleMania three, it's very, very different. Okay, but for it's example, not as good. A, no, but it is a better spectacle. Okay. And are you then are you then saying that Vince versus Shane, with Linda standing up, with with Trish turning and kicking him in the balls, with Mick as referee, is all that better than Hogan slamming Andre? No, of course, of course, of course, of course, it's not. Neither are better than the spectacle of a Hogan slamming Andre. And neither are better than better match quality wise than Savage Steamboat. But on the flip side, um, neither of WrestleMania 3's matches um, 
Yeah, you've got me, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I have, and it doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. I'm gonna... Thank you for being a... By the way, thank you for being a man and admitting that. Actually, I won't say man. I won't say man. That's sexist. Thank you for being yes. a grown-up and, and admitting that. I shouldn't have... That's my... It, it's a fair... You don't want to... Yeah, I know what you mean. Thank you for being a grown-up and admitting that, because too many people will fight to the death about their opinion without actually going, oh, do you know what? And, yeah, I think I did get you there. On Basically, on the, on the strength... I love WrestleMania 17, and I do think if we ever got to the what's the greatest WrestleMania ever, it would be hard. I think I think we'd be I think we'd be doing 17, 19, and 21, and having to fight yep. about those three. But um, I just think in terms of the, the whole point of this chat is about the two matches and how it all figures out. And I don't think there is a single match from WrestleMania 17 that utterly stands out I think it's an ensemble piece right so let, let me know. run down our top 5 then so we've got Wrestlemania 3 which has got as we just discussed Savage, Steamboat and Hogan Andre we've got Wrestlemania 10 which is uh, the Hart Brothers against each other and the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels ladder match we've got Wrestlemania 19 which and again you can you can decide on your own top 2 you know there's, you're not beholden to agree with our top 2 but for this for all intents and purposes we've got Brock Angle and I wouldn't yeah I think you and I differed didn't you? I said Austin Rock you said Jericho Shawn Michaels and there's, there's no right sure. or wrong answer um, no. then we've got WrestleMania 20 which is obviously the uh, Benoit Triple H Shawn Michaels main event and Eddie Guerrero against Kurt Angle and then 21 is uh, again slightly ambiguous you've got Triple uh, you got Kurt Angle against Shawn Michaels at number 1 and then you've got you know take your pick um, for number 2 Orton Taker Batista Triple H um, or some might even go for the Money in the Bank which we didn't even mention but well, it was it was mentioned in did, the in, did we? In, oh, okay, passing, okay. I think. Yeah. There's a five. What I would say is, when you present this, because you're going to put this on to hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote, so you can all go and vote for your favourite. Um, there will be people that vote for this, let's face it, that don't listen to the podcast. Mm, yeah. So I think you probably need to say WrestleMania blank brackets and say the two yeah. matches. So for com- for completism, you're the one that was champion in 19. I'm the one that was champion in 21. Why don't we each pick the two matches from them? Fine. From there. Well, I think we, we both agree that it's negligible. So why don't you pick the two from 19 and I'll pick the two from 21? And we will put that forward because I think it will look better on the page, the two matches Fine. that we're talking about. Let's do that. About. So what, go, what's your 19? Well, my, my, so my 19 Brock is Kerr. Brock Kurt and uh, Rock Austin. Okay, fine. No problem at all. Uh, okay, from 21, I'll have um, HBK Angle and Triple H. Fine. No argument there. Sweet. So we'll put that So that's three, three, three wow. ten, nineteen, twenty, 19, 20, or 21. Amazing that we've got five WrestleManias picked out of 36 WrestleManias. Three of those five are consecutive. Yeah, extraordinary. <laughs> and I also, I also think if you start to say, what would, what would be our next five? And if you started to say the other five that you had on your list, so what were they quickly? It was WrestleMania eight. Across them out. WrestleMania now. seven. Uh, well, it was eight. It was eight, seventeen, eighteen, thirteen. It was indeed. Yes, it was. And actually, you know, if that was your top five list, or a good five list, if you said these are five great manias or five great pairs of mania matches, still ain't bad. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be fighting me. And then if you went to things such as. Uh, 22 with Mickey Trish and Edge, Edge Foley or 28 with Triple H Undertaker in the cell and Punk Jericho you know we could find a, a good, another good 10 or a dozen you know that stand up so I think I think it's a good sell for Wrestlemania going through its history that in 36 years 
I think we would be fairly confident that 20 or 25 even of those 36 have pretty bloody good pairs of headline matches or at least the two matches that we can pick out so I think when you start to analyse it the way we've done so and some of the weaker manias in our eyes have been early it's a good sign that they tend to get it right with Wrestlemania absolutely Um, you know I think as we touched on earlier there was a heyday and our scores reflect that but I think by and large Wrestlemania still offers enough highlights to to make it the, the real highlight of the calendar and funnily enough, we've just talked. We've not really had anything between 31 and 34, but we would agree that, with the exception of 32, they were pretty oh, good yeah, manias. Yeah, absolutely. They were good WrestleManias. They just happened to be again ensemble cast WrestleManias, as opposed to you know star vehicles. Yep, definitely. Sweet. Wow, that was another epic. But what great fun! We hope you're all enjoying this this um, format, by the way. We hope you enjoy Paul and I going back and forth. We genuinely we talk about the topic and we talk about how we're going to approach the topic, but we don't talk about our favourites. We don't talk about our top five. We want it to feel genuine because it is genuine. And as it, those of you that have been listening for a long time know that we don't have exactly the same views on the topic. So um, on the, the sport in general, I should say. So. Uh, we've come to our five like it or don't like it I'm sure there will be people saying you've left off Wrestlemania 30 you've left off Wrestlemania 17 but we've we've explained our reasons and uh, people will need to vote thereon so go to hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote to make your choice go to hookedonwrestling.co.uk anyway for all sorts of lovely goodness uh, that is on the website and just before we go Paul I think it's fair to mention that we're not the only podcast in town these days as well so um, this is kind of the flagship dare I say the Hooked On podcast How To Be Great but we do have a few others in the uh, in the stable we now, do we, well, the stable does have a name for it the Hooked On Wrestling Podcast Network which is quite a grand name for something we're still trying to get off the uh, off the mark but we've got five podcasts now we've got obviously our podcast we've got because WCW from Liam Happ and Dean Ayas, which has long been a favourite of ours, so we're really glad that we're now you know officially stable mates. We've got uh, a, a lovely little podcast that many wouldn't have heard, but it's called Seconds Away, uh, which is Seconds Away is Nighttime to give it its full title, which is British Wrestling Ledge Stevie Knight and our very own Richard Young um, helping him out and they're they're great they're reminiscing about British wrestling from here now the the recent past the far distant past and interviewing guys about their time in wrestling their road stories their you know away from the ring trials tribulations and triumphs so it's a really really fun listen um, and then we've got a couple from the states actually um that I'm still sort of working out the identity of these these two. They're, they're, they are they're new. We've got the Three Beers Deep podcast, which is uh, it's oh, how do I best describe this? It's a look back at nostalgic pay per views through the bottom, through the prism of three bottles of beer. So it's slightly inebriated retro pay per view reviews. I will find a better sales pitch for that eventually, but bear with me. Um, can I just say, if if three bottles in is slightly inebriated, <laughs> come on, lads. It, it just swell. sounds good. It just sounds good. And then we've got the fi- final one. Unless it's 
Unless it's special. It group. could be. It could be. And then we've got the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast, which is our general interest podcast. So it's talking about what's going on this week, last week, talking about the current scene, which is obviously something we don't do a huge amount of on any of our podcasts. So it's great to have one that does cover that. Um, I was going to say niche, but it's not really a niche. It's probably the main area that people want to hear about. So that's our that is our general interest hot tag wrestling. There you go. And if you go to hookedonwrestling.co.uk, you can find information on all of those podcasts. And if you just search for all of the names that Paul's mentioned, you'll be able to find them wherever you get your there podcasts. There we go. Very, very, very quickly, a reminder that Friday is uh, is quiz day. Uh, on hookedonwrestling.co.uk although we may be moving the uh, the general uh, the online the, the TV quiz as it were to another day sooner rather than later but at the moment Friday is quiz day so if you go onto the site you'll find a quiz that you can join in with see how high up you can get on the leaderboard but also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live we present our Friday night quiz uh, which is Paul and I posing 20 questions with some people joining in live. Uh, good fun, good laid-back way of spending your Friday evening. And we will have an announcement on this Friday night's uh, show, which was all, we've already trailed a little bit, which is that the Hooked on Quiz Civil War yes. is coming to the website. No more details just yet. You'll have to tune in to find out. But Friday is fast becoming uh, a really, really good fun... Uh, oh, that was so local DJ, wasn't it? It is fast approaching <laughs> 2 o'clock. But it's uh, it's fast becoming uh, a good uh, uh, you know, destination for a lot of fun for those quizzes. We've had some great feedback, so come and join us on that. Well, this was longer than we intended, but it was a big topic and we had to get it through. This time next week, we'll be back with another uh, fantastic, interesting, deep dive into wrestling's greatness. Paul, any final words? I, would, I, I feel like a broken record saying this, but... Um, I, f- I think that was my favourite one so far by a long shot actually <laughs> oh, I say it every week. week maybe it's just that we're finding our groove maybe we're getting better topics I'm not sure but I really enjoyed that so did I actually that was that was great fun and again it's a, these are topics which I think are there to be debated right now unfortunately in the world we can't sit in the pub and have a natter but these feel like if you've got a bunch of like-minded wrestling fans in the pub this weekend, you'd sit there and go, WrestleMania 30 should be on the list. No! WrestleMania 19 was far better. And that's what I want. I like that sort of in-the-pub, friendly, light-hearted discussion about something. And it all remains to be seen what wins out. What will be number one? I really would find it difficult to call right now. Um, so we'll find out later on. We'll find out next week, in fact, when Paul reveals it on the podcast. In the meantime, go and vote hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote and we'll see you here in this very spot next week on how to be great and just remember it's wrestling enjoy it see you very soon